0: Shall we three meet again in thunder, lightning, or in rain?
1: When the hurly burly's done, when the battle's lost and won, that will be ere the set of sun.
0: Where the place?
1: Upon the heath, there to meet with Macbeth.
0: I come, Grimaldin.
1: Paddock calls anon. There is foul and foul is, foul is fair. Hover through, through the fog and filthy air.
2: Man as that. He can report as seemeth by his plight of the revolt the new estate. This is
3: the sergeant who, like a good and hardy soldier, fought against my captivity. Hail, brave friend. Say to the king, a knowledge of the broil as thou disleave it.
4: Doubtful it stood, as two spent swimmers that do cling together and choke their art. The merciless Macdonwald, worthy to be a rebel, for to that the multiplying villainies of nature do swarm upon him, from the western isles of kerns and gallo is supplied, and fortune, on his damned quarrel smiling, showed like a rebel's whore. But all's too weak, for brave Macbeth, well he deserves that name, disdaining fortune with his brandished steel which smoked with bloody execution, like Valus Minion, carved out his passage till he faced the slave, which ne'er shook hands, nor bade farewell to him, till he unseamed him from the nave to the chaps, and fixed his head upon our battlements. O oh, valiant cousin, worthy gentleman. <clears throat> As whence the sun gins his reflection, shipwrecking storms and direful thunders break, so from that spring whence comfort seemed to come, discomfort swells. Mark! King of Scotland, mark! No sooner justice had, with valor armed, compelled these skipping kerns to trust their heels, but the Norwayan lords surveying the vantage, with furbished arms and new supplies of men, began a fresh assault. Dismayed not this our captains, Macbeth and Banquo? <laughs> yes! As sparrows, eagles, or the hare, the lion. If I say sooth, I must report that they were as cannons overcharged with double cracks. So they doubly redoubled strokes upon the foe. Except they meant to bathe in reeking wounds or memorize another Golgotha, I cannot tell. I, uh, but, but I am faint. Uh, my gashes cry for help. So well thy words become thee as thy wounds.
2: They smack of honor both. Go, get him, surgeons. Who comes here? The worthy Thane of Ross.
5: But our haste looks through her eyes. So should she look that seems to speak things strange.
6: God save the king.
2: Whence camest thou, worthy
4: Thane?
6: From Fife, great king. Where the Norwegian banners flout the sky and fan our people cold. Norway himself, with terrible numbers... Assisted by that most disloyal traitor, the Thane of Cawdor, began a dismal conflict. Till that Bellona's bridegroom, lapped in proof, confronted him with self-comparisons, point against point rebellious, arm against arm, curbing his lavish spirit. And to conclude, victory fell on us. Great happiness! That now Sueno, the Norway's king, craves composition. Nor would we deign him burial of his men, till he dispersed at St. Colmy's Inch ten thousand dollars to our general use.
2: No more that thane of Cordor shall deceive our bosom interest. Go, pronounce his present death, and with his former title, greet Macbeth.
6: I'll see it done.
2: But he hath lost, noble Macbeth hath won.
0: Where hast thou been, sister?
7: Killing swine,
1: sister, where thou?
0: A sailor's wife had chestnuts in her lap, and munched and munched and munched. Give me, quoteth I, aroint thee, witch, the rump fed onion cries. Her husband's too ale gone, master o oh the tiger. But in a scythe I'll hither sail, and, like a rat without a tail, I'll do. I'll do, I'll do.
1: I'll give thee a wind.
0: Thou art kind.
1: And I another.
0: I myself have all the other, and the very ports they blow, and all the quarters that they know. (laughs) I, the shipman's card. I will drain him dry as hay. Sleep shall neither night nor day hang upon his penthouse lid. (laughs) He shall live a man forbid. Weary set nights nine times nine. Shall he dwindle pink and pine? Though his bark cannot be lost, Yet it shall be tempest tossed! <laughs> look what I have!
1: Ooh! Show me, show me!
0: Here I have a pilot's thumb. Wrecked as homeward he did come.
1: A drum! A drum! Macbeth doth come.
8: The, the weird, weird sisters, sisters hand, hand in hand, hand posters of the, of the sea and land, land.
1: thus do go all about, 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 thrice to thine and thrice to mine,
0: and thrice again to make, make up nine. Peace! The charm's wound up.
9: So foul and fair a day I have not seen.
8: Ugh, how far is the call to force? What are these so withered and so wild in their attire? look not like the inhabitants of the earth. Yet right it. Livya. Or you ought that man may question. You seem to understand me. I each wants her chappy finger laying upon her skinny lips. You should be women. And yet uh, your beards forbid
9: me to interpret that you are so. Speak if you can. What are you?
0: All hail, Macbeth. Hail to thee, Thane of Glamis!
1: All hail, Macbeth. Hail to thee, Thane of Cawdor! All hail, Macbeth. Thou shalt be king hereafter.
8: Good sir, why do ye start and seem to fear things that do sound so fair? In the name of truth, are ye fantastical, or that indeed which outwardly ye show? My noble partner you greet with present grace and great prediction of noble heaven and of royal hope, that he seems rapt with all. To me, ye speak not. If you can look into the seeds of time and see which grain will grow and which will not, speak then to me, who neither beg nor fear your favours nor your hate.
0: Hail. 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 Lesser than Macbeth and greater. Not so happy,
1: yet much happier. Thou shalt get kings. Thou though be none, so all hail Macbeth and Banquo.
0: Banquo and Macbeth. Aww, hell!
9: Stay, you imperfect speakers, tell me more! By Sinel's death I know I am thane of Glamis, but how of Cawdor? The thane of Cawdor lives, a prosperous gentleman, and to be king stands not within the prospect of belief, more than to be Cawdor. Say from whence you owe this strange intelligence, or why upon this blasted heath you stop our way with such prophetic greeting. Speak! A charge you! The earth hath bubbles, as the water
8: has. And these are of them. Whither are they vanished?
9: Into the air. And what seemed corporal melted his breath into the wind. Would they had stayed?
8: Were such things here as we do speak about? Or have we eaten the insane root that takes the reason prisoner?
9: Your children shall be kings.
8: You shall be king.
9: And Thane of Cordor
6: too, went it not so?
8: To the selfsame tune and words.
6: here? The king hath haply received, Macbeth, the news of thy success, and when he reads thy personal venture in the rebel's fight, his wonders and his praises do contend which should be thine or his. Silenced with that, in viewing o'er the rest of the selfsame same day, he finds thee in the stout Norwayan ranks, nothing afeard of, of what thyself didst make. Strange images of death, as thick as hail, came post with post, and every one did bear thy praises in his kingdom's great defense, and poured them down before him.
5: We are sent to give thee from our royal master thanks, only to herald thee into his sight,
6: not pay thee. And for an earnest of a greater honor, he bade me from him call thee Thane of Cawdor, in which addition, hail most worthy Thane, for it is thine.
8: What? Can the devil speak through?
9: The Thane of Cawdor lives? Why do you dress me in borrowed robes? Whether he was combined with those of Norway,
10: or did line the rebel with hidden help and vantage, or that with both he labored in his country's wreck, I know not. But Treason's capital, confessed and proved, have overthrown him.
9: Glamis and Thane of Cordor, The greatest is behind. Thanks for your pains. Do you not hope your children shall be kings? When those that gave the Thane of Cordor to me promise no less to them?
8: That trust at home might yet enkindle you unto the crown. Besides the Thane of Cordor? But it's strange. And oftentimes to win us to our harm, the instruments of darkness tell us truths win us with honest trifles to betray us in deepest consequence Cousins a word I pray you
9: I thank you gentlemen Two truths are told as happy prologues to the swelling act of the imperial theme Cannot be ill Cannot be good If ill why hath it given me earnest of success convincing in the truth I am Thane of Cawdor If good, why do I yield to that suggestion that horrid image doth unfix my hair and make my seated heart knock at my ribs against the use of nature? Present fears are less than horrible imaginings. My thought, whose murder yet is but fantastical, shakes so my single state of man that function is smothered in surmise, and nothing is but what is not.
8: Look how our partner's wrapped.
9: If chance will have me king, why, chance may crown me without my stare.
8: New horrors come upon him, like our strange garments. Cleave not to their mold, but with the aid of use.
9: Come what come may, time and the hour runs through the roughest day.
8: Worthy Macbeth, we stay upon your leisure.
9: Give me your favor. My dull brain was wrought with things forgotten. Kind gentlemen, your pains are registered where every day I turn the leaf to read them. Let us toward the king. Think upon what hath chanced, and at more time, the interim having waited, let us speak our free hearts each to other. Very gladly. Till then, enough. Come, friends.
2: Is execution done on Cordor? not those in commission yet returned? My liege, they are not yet come back.
3: But I have spoke with one that saw him die, who did report that, very frankly, he confessed his treasons, implored your highness' pardon, and set forth a deep repentance. Nothing in his life became him like believing it. He died as one that had been studied in his death, to throw away the dearest thing he owed, as twere a careless trifle.
2: There's no art to find the mind's construction in the face. He was a gentleman on whom I built an absolute trust. O worthiest cousin! The sin of my ingratitude even now was heavy on me. Thou art so far before, that swiftest swing of recompense is slow to overtake thee. Would thou hadst less deserved, that the proportion both of thanks and payment might have been mine. Only I have left to say, more is thy due than more than all can pay.
9: The service and the loyalty I owe in doing it pays itself. Your Highness's part is to receive our duties, and our duties are to your throne and state children and servants, which do but what they should by doing everything safe toward your love and honor. Welcome hither. I have begun to plant thee, and will labor to make thee full of growing.
2: Noble Banquo, thou hast no less deserved, nor must be known no less to have done so. Let me enfold thee and hold thee to my heart. There if I grow, the harvest is your own. My plenteous joys, wanton in fullness, seek to hide themselves in drops of sorrow. Sons, kinsmen, thanes, and you whose places are the nearest, know we will establish our estate upon our eldest, Malcolm, whom we name hereafter the Prince of Cumberland, which honour must not unaccompanied invest him only, but signs of nobleness like stars shall shine on all deservers from hence to
9: Inverness, and bind us further to you. The rest is labor, which is not used for you. I'll be myself the harbinger, and make joyful the hearing of my wife with your approach. So humbly take my leave. My worthy corporal. The Prince of Cumberland. That is a step on which I must fall down, or else o'erleap, leap, for in my way it lies stars hide your fires let not light see my black and deep desires the eye wink at the hand yet let that be which the eye fears when it is done to see
2: true worthy Banquo he is full so valiant and in his commendations I am fed it is a banquet to me Let's after him whose care is gone before to bid us welcome it is a peerless kinsman
11: They met me in the day of success, and I have learned by the perfectest report they have more in them than mortal knowledge. When I burned in desire to question them further, they made themselves air, into which they vanished. was well, as I stood wrapped in the wonder of it came missives from the king, who all hailed me Thane of Cawdor, by which title before these weird sisters saluted me, and referred me to the coming on of time with hail. That shalt be. This have I thought good to deliver thee, my dearest partner of greatness, that thou mightst not lose the dues of rejoicing by being ignorant of what greatness has promised thee. Lay it to thy heart and farewell. Glaubs thou art. And God. And shalt be what thou art promised. Yet I do fear thy nature. It is too full of the milk of human kindness to catch the nearest way. Thou wouldst be great, art not without ambition, but without the illness should attend it. What thou wouldst highly, thou wouldst thou holily, wouldst not play false, and yet wouldst wrongly win. Thou'st have, great Glamis, that which cries, Thus thou must do, if thou have it, and that which rather thou dost fear to do than wishes should be undone. (sighs) I thee hither, that I may pour my spirits in thine ear and chastise with the valour of my tongue all that impedes thee from the golden round, which fate and metaphysical aid dost seem to have thee crowned withal. What is your tidings?
12: The king comes here tonight.
11: Thou art mad to say it is not thy master with him. Who were it so would have informed for
12: preparation. So please you, it is true. Our thane is coming. One of my fellows had the speed of him, who, almost dead for breath, had scarcely more than would make up his message. Give him tending. He brings great news.
11: Raven himself is a horse that croaks the fatal entrance of Duncan under my battlements. Come, you spirits that tend on mortal thoughts, unsex me here, and fill me from the crown to the toe, top full of direst cruelty. Make thick my blood, stomp up the access and passage to remorse, that no compunctious visitings of nature shake my fell purpose nor keep peace between the effect and it. Come to my woman's breast and take my milk for gall, you murdering ministers, wherever in your sightless substances you wait on nature's mischief. Come, thick night, and pall thee in the dunnest smoke of hell, that my keen knife see not the wound it makes, nor heaven peep through the blanket of the dark to cry whole. Great (smack) Glomis! Worthy Cawdor! (laughs) Greater than both by the all hail hereafter! (laughs) Thy letters have transported me beyond this ignorant present, and I feel now the future in the instant.
9: My dearest love, Duncan comes here tonight.
11: And when goes hence?
9: Tomorrow, as he purposes.
11: Oh, never shall sun that morrow see. Your face, my thane, is as a book where men may read strange matters. To beguile the time look like the time. Bear welcome in your eye, your hand, your tongue. Look like the innocent flower. But be the serpent under it. He that's coming must be provided for. And you shall put this night's great business into my dispatch. Which shall, to all our nights and days to come, give solely sovereign sway and masterdom.
9: We will speak further.
11: Only look up clear. To alter favor ever is to fear. Leave all the rest to me.
2: This castle hath a pleasant seat. The air nimbly and sweetly recommends itself unto our gentle senses.
8: This guest of summer the temple haunting martlet does approve, by his loved masonry that the heaven's breath smells wooingly here. No jutty, frieze, buttress, nor coin of vantage, but this bird hath made his pendant bed a procreate cradle. Where they most breathe and haunt, I have observed. The air is delicate.
2: See, see, our honoured hostess. The love that follows us sometime is our trouble, which still we thank as love. Herein I teach you how you shall bid God yield us for your pains, and thank us for your trouble.
11: <laughs> All our service, in every point, twice done, and then done double, we're poor in single business to contend against those honours, deep and broad, wherewith your majesty loads our house. For those of old and the late dignities heaped up to them, we rest your hermits.
2: Where's the thane of Cordal? We coursed him at the heels and had a purpose to be his purveyor, but he rides well, and his great love, sharp as a spur, hath hope to his home before us. Fair noble hostess, we are your guest tonight.
11: <laughs> your servants ever! Have theirs themselves, and what is theirs in comte? to make their audit at your highness's pleasure, still to return your own.
2: Give me your hand, conduct me to mine host. We love him highly, and shall continue our graces towards him. By your
9: leave, hostess. If it were done when it is done, and for well it were done quickly, if the assassination could trammel up the consequence and catch with Xerxes' success, that but this blow might be the be-all and the end-all here, but here, upon this bank and shoal of time, we'll jump the life to come. But in these cases we still have judgment here, that we but teach bloody instructions which being taught return to plague the inventor. This even-handed justice commends the ingredients of our poisoned chalice to our own lips. He is here in double trust. First, as I am his kinsman and his subject, strong both against the deed. Then, as his host, who should against his murderer, shut the door and not bear the knife myself. Besides, this Duncan hath borne his faculties so meek have been so cleared in his great office that his virtues will plead like angels trumpet-tongued against the deep damnation of his taking off. And pity like a naked newborn babe, striding the blast or heaven's cherubim horsed upon the sightless couriers of the air, shall blow the horrid deed in every eye, the tears shall drown the wind. I have no spare to prick the sides of my intent, but only vaulting ambition, which overleaps itself and falls on the other. Now, now, what news?
11: He has almost supped. Why have you left the chamber?
9: Hath he asked for me?
11: Know you not he has?
9: We will proceed no further in this business. He hath honored me of late, and I have bought golden opinions from all sorts of people, which will be worn now in their newest gloss, not cast aside so soon.
11: Was the hope drunk wherein you dressed yourself? Hath it slept since, and wakes it now to look so green and pale at what it did so freely? From this time such I account thy love. Art thou afeard to be the same in thine own act and valor as thou art in desire? As thou have that which thou esteemest, the ornament of life, and live a coward in thine own esteem, letting I dare not wait upon I would like the poor cat in the adage.
9: Pray thee peace. I dare do all that may become a man who dares do more as none.
11: What beast was it then that made you break this enterprise to me? When you durst do it, then you were a man, and to be more than what you were, you would be so much more than man. Nor time nor place did then it and yet you would make both. They have made themselves, and that their fitness now does unmake you. I have given suck, and know how tender tis to love the babe that milks me. I would, while it was smiling in my face, have plucked my nipple from his boneless gums and dashed the brains out, had I so sworn as you have done to this.
9: If we should fail...
11: We fail, but screw your courage to the sticking place and will not fail. When Duncan is asleep, or to the rather shall this day's hard journey soundly invite him, his two chamberlains will I, with wine and wassail, so convince that memory, the warder of the brain, shall be a fume, and their seat of reason, a limbic only, when in swinish sleep their drenched nature's lie is in a death. What cannot you and I perform upon the unguarded Duncan? What not put upon his spongy officers who shall bear the guilt of our great quell?
9: Um, Bring forth men, children only, for thy undaunted metal should compose nothing but males. Will it not be received when we have marked with blood those sleepy two of his own chamber and used their very daggers that they have done it?
11: Who dares receive it other, as we shall make our griefs and clamor roar upon his death?
9: I am settled, and bend up each corporal agent to this terrible feat. Away, and mock the time with fairest show. False face must hide what the false heart doth know.
8: How goes the night, boy?
10: The moon is down. I have not heard the clock.
8: And she goes down at twelve.
10: I take it tis later.
8: Hold. Take my sword. There's husbandry in heaven. Their candles are all out. Take thee that too. A heavy summons lies like lead upon me, and yet I would not sleep. Merciful powers! Restrain in me the cursed thoughts that nature gives way into repose. Who's there? A friend. What, sir? Not yet at rest. The king's abed. He hath been an unusual pleasure, and set forth the great largesse to your offices. This diamond he greets your wife withal, by the name of most kind hostess, and shut up in measureless content.
9: Being unprepared, our will became the servant to defect. Which else should free him wrought?
8: All's well. I dreamt last night of the three weird sisters. To so you they had showed some truth.
9: I think not of them. Yet, when we can entreat an hour to serve, we would spend it in some words upon that business, if you would grant the time.
8: At your kindest leisure.
9: If you shall cleave to my consent when tis, it shall make honor for you.
8: So I lose none in seeking to augment it, but still keep my bosom franchised and allegiance clear, I shall be counseled.
9: Good repose the while.
8: Thanks, sir. The like to you.
9: Is this a dagger which I see before me? The handle toward my hand? Come, let me clutch thee. I have thee not, and yet I see thee still. Art thou not, fatal vision, sensible to feeling as to sight? Or art thou but a dagger of the mind? A false creation proceeding from the heat-oppressed brain. I see thee yet in form as palpable as that which now I draw. Thou marshallst me the way that I was going, and such an instrument I was to use. Mine eyes are made the fool of the other senses, or else worth all the rest. I see thee still, and on thy blade and dudgeon gouts of blood. Which was not so before there's no such thing it is the bloody business which informs thus to mine eyes now o'er the one half world nature seems dead and wicked dreams abuse the curtain sleep witchcraft celebrates pale hecate's offerings and withered murder alarmed by a sentinel the wolf howls his watch thus with his steady pace with Tarquin's ravishing strides toward his design moves like a ghost thou sure and firm set earth hear not my steps which way they walk for fear thy very stones prate of my whereabout and take the present horror from the time which now suits with it whilst I threat he lives words to the heat of deeds too cold breath gives I go and it is done the bell invites me hear it not Duncan for it is a knell that summons thee to heaven or to hell
11: that which hath made them drunk hath made me bold. What if quench them hath given me fire? Hark! Peace! It was the owl that shrieked. The fatal bellman which gives the stern's good night. He is about it. The doors are open, and the surfeited grooms do mock their charge with snores. I have drugged their possets of death and nature to contend about them whether they live or
9: die. Who's there? What ho?
11: Alack, I am afraid they've awaked, and tis not done. The attempt, and not the deed, confounds us. Hark! I laid their daggers ready. He could not miss them he not resembled my father as he slept, I had done it. My husband!
9: I have done the deed. Didst thou not hear a noise? I... When? Now? As I descended. I... Hark! Who lies in the second chamber?
11: Donald Bane.
9: <laughs> this is a sorry sight.
11: A foolish thought to say a sorry
9: sight. There's one did laugh in his sleep and one cried murder that they did wake each other I stood and heard them but they did say their prayers and addressed them again to sleep
11: there are two lodged together
9: one cried God bless us and amen the other as they had seen me with these hangman's hands listening to their fear I could not say amen when they did say God bless us
11: Consider it not so deeply.
9: But wherefore could not I pronounce amen? I had most need of blessing, and amen stuck in my throat.
11: These deeds must not be thought after these ways, so it will make us mad.
9: I thought I heard a voice cry, Sleep no more! Macbeth does murder sleep! The innocent sleep. Sleep that knits up the raveled sleeve of care, the death of each day's life. Sore labour's bath, balm of hurt minds, great nature's second course, chief nourisher in life's feast. What do you mean? Still it cried, sleep no more to all the house. Glamis hath murdered sleep, and therefore Cawdor shall sleep no more. Macbeth shall sleep no more.
11: Who was it that thus cried? My worthy thing, you do unbend your noble strength to think so brain sickly of things. Go, get some water and wash this filthy witness from your hand. Why did you bring these daggers from the place? They must lie there. Go, carry them and smear the sleepy grooms with blood.
9: I'll go no more. I am afraid to think what I have done. Look on it again. I dare not.
11: In firm, of purpose. Give me the daggers. The sleeping and the dead are but as pictures is the eye of childhood that fears a painted devil if he do bleed i'll gild the faces of the grooms withal, for it must seem their guilt
9: whence is that knocking how is't with me when every noise appalls me what hands are here <laughs> they pluck out mine eyes Will all great Neptune's ocean wash this blood clean from my hand? No. This, my hand, will rather the multitudinous seas in Incarnadine, making the green one red.
11: My hands are of your color, but I shame to our hearts so white. I hear knocking at the south entry. Retire we to our chamber. A little water clears us of this deed. <laughs> How easy it is then. Your constancy hath left you unattended. Hark, more knocking! Get on your nightgown, lest occasion call us and show us to be watchers. Be not lost so poorly in your thoughts.
9: To know my deed, t'were best not know myself. Wake Duncan with thy knocking, would thou couldst...
13: Here's a knocking, indeed. If a man were porter of Hellgate, he should have old turning the key. Knock, knock, knock. Who's there, the name of Yelzebub? Here's a farmer that hanged himself on the expectation of plenty. Come in time. Have napkins in our about you. Here you'll sweat for it. Knock, knock. Who's there, in the other devil's name? Faith here's an equivocator that could swear in both the scales against either scale, who committed treason enough for God's sake yet could not equivocate heaven. Who oh, come in equivocator. Knock, 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 who's there? Faith, here's an English tailor come hither for stealing out of a French hose. Come in, tailor, here you may roast your goose. Knock, knock, never at quiet. What are you? But this place is too cold for hell. I'll devil-water it no longer. I had thought to have let in some of all professions that go the primrose way to the everlasting bonfire. And on and on, I pray you, remember the porter.
14: Was it so late, friend, ere you went to bed, that you do lie so late? Faith, sir, we were carousing till the second cock. And drink, sir, is a great provoker of
13: three things. What three things does drink especially provoke? Mary, sir, nose-painting, sleep, and urine. Lechery, sir, it provokes and unprovokes, it provokes the desire, but it takes away the performance. Therefore, much drink may be said to be an equivocator with lechery. It makes him and it mars him, it sets him on and it takes him off, it persuades him and disheartens him, makes him stand to and not stand to, in conclusion, equivocates him in a sleep, and giving him the lie, leaves him.
14: I believe drink gave thee the lie last night. <laughs>
13: That it did, sir, in the very throat on me. But I requited him for his lie, and I think being too strong for him. Though he took up my legs sometime,
14: yet I made a shift to cast him. Is thy master stirring? Our knocking has awaked him. Here he comes. Good morrow, noble sir. Good morrow, both. Is the king stirring, worthy Thane? Not yet. He did command me to call timely on him. I have almost slipped the hour. I'll bring you to him. I know this is a joyful trouble to you, but yet tis one.
9: The labor we delight in physics
14: pain. This is the door. I'll make so bold to call, for tis my limited service. Goes the king hence today? It does. He did appoint so. The
5: night has been unruly. Where we lay, our chimneys were blown down. And, as they say, lamentings heard in the air. Strange screams of death, and prophesying with accents terrible of dire combustion. And confused events now hatched to the woeful time. The obscure bird clamoured the live long night. Some say the earth was feverish and did shake. Twas a rough night. My young remembrance cannot parallel I'll fill filler to it. Oh, horror. Horror.
14: Horror. Tongue nor heart cannot conceive nor name thee. What's, What's the, the matter? matter? Confusion hath now made his masterpiece. Most sacrilegious murder hath broke up the Lord's anointed temple, and stole thence the life of the building. What is't you say? Life? Mean you his majesty? Approach the chamber, and destroy your sight with a new gorgon. Do not bid me speak. See, and then speak yourselves. <coughs> awake! Awake! Ring the alarm bell! Murder and treason! Banquo! And Donald Bane. Malcolm, awake! shake off this downy sleep death's counterfeit and look on death itself up up and see the great doom's image malcolm banquo as from your graves arise up and walk like sprites to countenance this horror ring the bell what's
11: the business that such a hideous trumpet calls to partly the sleepers of the house speak speak
14: Oh, gentle lady, tis not for you to hear what I can speak. The repetition in a woman's ear would murder as it fell. Oh, Banquo. Banquo, our royal master is murdered.
8: Alas. What? In our house? Too cruel anywhere. Dear Duff, I prithee contradict thyself and say it is not so.
9: Had I but died an hour before this chance, I had lived a blessed time. For from this instant there's nothing serious in mortality. All is but toys. Renown and grace is dead. The wine of life is drawn, and the mere lees is left this vault to brag of. What is amiss? You are, and do not know it. The spring, the head, the fountain of your blood is stopped. The very source of it is stopped. Your royal
14: father's murdered. Oh? By whom?
5: Those of his chambers, as it seemed, had done it. Their hands and faces were unbarged with blood. So were the daggers, which unwiped we found upon their pillows. They stared and were distracted. No man's life was to be
9: trusted with them. Oh, yet I do repent me of my fury that I did kill them. Wherefore did you so? Who can be wise, amazed, temperate and furious, loyal and neutral in a moment? No man... The expedition, my violent love, outran the pause of reason. Here lay Duncan, his silver skin laced with his golden blood, and his gashed stabs looked like a breach in nature for ruin's wasteful entrance. There, the murderers steeped in the colours of their trade, their daggers unmannerly breached with gore. Who could refrain that had a heart to love and find that heart courage to make love known? Oh, yes. <sighs> Look to the lady.
3: Why do we hold our tongues? That most may claim this argument for ours.
9: What should be spoken here, where our fate, hid in an auger hole, may rush and seize us? Let's away. Our tears are not
3: yet brewed. <sighs> Nor our strong sorrow upon the foot of motion.
8: Look to the lady. And when we have our naked frailties hid that suffer an exposure. Let us meet. And question this most bloody piece of work to know it further. Fears and scruples shake us. In the great hand of God I stand, and thence against the undivulged pretense I fight of treasonous malice.
14: And so do I. So all.
9: So, so all. Let's briefly put on manly readiness and meet in the hall together. Well, well, well contented. contented.
3: What will you do? Let's not consort with them. To show an unfelt sorrow is an office which the false man does easy. I'll to England.
9: To Ireland, I. Our separated fortune shall keep us both the safer. Where we are, there's daggers in men's smiles, the near in blood, the nearer bloody. This murderous shaft that
3: shot hath not yet lighted, and our safest way is to avoid the aim. Therefore, to horse, And let us not be dainty of leave-taking, but shift away. There's warrant in that theft, which steals itself when there's no mercy left. Three score and ten. I can remember well. Within the volume of which time I have seen hours dreadful and things strange. This sore night hath trifled former knowings.
6: Ah, good father. Thou seest the heavens, as troubled with man's act, threaten his bloody stage. By the clock tis day, and yet dark night strangles the travelling lamp. Is night's predominance, or the day's shame, that darkness does the face of earth entomb when living light should kiss it? Tis
3: unnatural. Even like this deed that's done. On Tuesday last, a, a, a falcon, towering
6: in her pride of place, was by a mousing owl hawked at and killed and Duncan's horses a thing most strange and certain beauteous and swift the minions of their race turned wild in nature broke their stalls flung out contending against obedience as they would make war with mankind to said they eat each other they did so to the amazement of mine eyes that looked upon here comes the good Macduff how goes the world, sir, now?
14: Why, see you not.
6: Is known who did this more than bloody deed?
14: Those that Macbeth hath slain.
6: Alas the day. What good could they pretend?
14: They were suborned. Malcolm and Donalbane, the king's two sons, are stolen away and fled, which puts upon them the suspicion of the deed.
6: Against nature still, thriftless ambition that will raven up thine own life's means, Then 'tis tis most like the sovereignty will fall upon Macbeth.
14: He is already named and gone to Scone to be invested.
6: Where is Duncan's body?
14: Carried to Colmkill, the sacred storehouse of his predecessors and guardian of their bones.
6: Were you to Scone?
14: No, cousin, not a fife.
6: Well, I will thither.
14: Well, may you see things well done there. Adieu. Lest our old robes sit easier than our new.
6: Farewell,
3: father.
14: Gods benison go with you,
3: and with those that would make good of bad, and friends of foes.
8: Thou hast it now, King, Cawdor, Glamis, all oh, as the weird women promised. And I fear thou didst play most foully for it. Yet it was said it should not stand in thy posterity, but that myself should be the root and father of many kings. If there come truth from them, as upon thee, Macbeth, their speeches shine. Why, by the verities on thee made good, May they not be my oracles as well, and set me up in hope. <sighs> Hush. No more.
9: Here's our chief guest.
8: If she
11: had been forgotten, it had been as a gap in our great feast and all thing
8: unbecoming.
9: Tonight, we hold a solemn supper, ma'am, and I'll request your presence.
8: Let your highness command upon me. To the witch, my duties are with a most indissoluble tie forever knit.
9: Ride you this afternoon.
8: Aye, my good lord.
9: We should have else desired your good advice, which still hath been both grave and prosperous in this day's council, but will take tomorrow. Is far your ride?
8: As far, my lord, as will fill up time twixt this and supper. Go not my horse the better. I must become a borrower of the night for a dark hour of twain.
9: Fail not our feast.
8: My lord, I will not
9: where here our bloody cousins are bestowed in England and in Ireland, not confessing their cruel parricide, filling their hearers with strange invention. But of that tomorrow, when therewithal we shall have cause of state craving us jointly. it a horse. Adieu, till you return at night. Goes Fleance with you?
8: Aye, my good lord. Our time does call upon us.
9: I wish your horses swift and sure of foot. And so I do commend you to their backs. Farewell. Let every man be master of his time till seven at night. To make society the sweeter welcome, we will keep ourselves till supper time alone. While then, God be with you. Sirrah, a word with you. Attend those men our pleasure. They are, my lord, without the palace gate. Bring them before us. To be thus is nothing but be safely thus. Our fears and Banquo stick deep, and in her royalty of nature reigns that which would be feared. Tis much she dares, and to that dauntless temper of her mind she hath a wisdom that doth guide her valour to act in safety. There is none but she whose being I do fear, and under her my genius is rebuked, as it was said Mark Anthony's was by Caesar. She chided the sister when first they put the name of King before me, and bade them speak to her, Then, prophet-like, they hailed her mother to a line of kings. Upon my head they placed a fruitless crown, and put a barren scepter in my grip. Thence to be wrenched with an unlineal hand, no son of mine succeeding. If it be so, for Banquo's issue have I filled my mind. For them, the gracious Duncan, have I murdered. Put rancors into the vessel of my peace only for them and mine eternal jewel given to the common enemy of man to make them kings, the seed of Banquo kings. (sighs) Rather than so, come fate into the list and champion me to the utterance. Was it not yesterday we spoke together?
10: It was, so please your highness.
9: Well then, now have you considered of my speeches? know that it was he in the times past which held you so under fortune which you thought had been our innocent self this i made good to you in our last conference passed in probation with you how you were born in hand how crossed the instruments who wrought with them and all things else that might to half a soul into a notion crazed say thus did banquo you made it known to us i did so and went further which is now our point of second meeting. Do you find your patience so predominant in your nature that you can let this go? Are you so gospel to pray for this good woman and for her issue, whose heavy hand hath bowed you to the grave and beggared yours forever? We are men, my liege. Aye, in the catalogue ye go for men. As hounds and greyhounds, mongrels, spaniels, cares, shoffs, water rugs, and demi-wolves are clept all by the name of dogs. The valued file distinguishes the swift, the slow, the subtle, the housekeeper, the hunter, every one according to the gift which bounteous nature hath in him closed, whereby he does receive particular addition from the bill that writes them all alike, and so of men. Now, if you have a station in the file, not in the worst rank of manhood set, And I will put that business in your bosoms, whose execution takes your enemy off, grapples you to the heart and love of us, who wear our health but sickly in his life, which in his death were perfect.
8: I am one, my liege, whom the vile blows and buffets of the world have so incensed that I am reckless what I do to spite the
13: world. And I another, so weary with disasters, tugged with fortune, that I would set my lie on any chance to mend it, or be rid
12: of it. Both of
9: you know Banquo was your enemy.
10: True, my lord.
9: So is she mine, and in such bloody distance that every minute of her being thrusts against my nearest of life. And though I could with bare-faced power sweep her from my sight and bid my will avouch it, yet I must not, with certain friends that are both hers and mine, whose loves I may not drop, but wail her fall who I myself struck down. And thence it is, that I, to your assistance, do make love, masking the business from the common eye for sundry, weighty reasons.
1: We shall, my lord, perform what you command us,
9: though our lives... Your spirits shine through you. Within this hour at most, I will advise you where to plant yourselves, acquaint you with the perfect spy of the time, the moment on't, for it must be done tonight, and something from the palace always thought that I had acquired a clearness, and with her to leave no rubs nor botches in the work. Fleance her son that keeps her company, whose absence is no less material to me than is his mother's, must embrace the fate of that dark hour. Resolve yourselves apart. I'll come to you anon. We are resolved, my lord. I'll call upon you straight. Abide within. It is concluded. Banquo, thy soul's flight, if it find heaven, Must find it out tonight.
11: Is Banquo gone from court?
12: Aye, madam, but returns again tonight.
11: Say to the king I would attend his leisure for a few words.
12: Madam, I will.
11: Not had all spent when our desire is got without content. Tis safer to be that which we destroy than by destruction dwell in doubtful joy. How now, my lord, why do you keep alone of sorriest fancies your companions making, using those thoughts which should indeed have died with them they think on? Things without all remedy should be without regard. What's done is done.
9: We have scorched the snake, not killed it. She'll close and be herself, whilst our poor malice remains in danger of her former tooth. But let the frame of things disjoint. Both the worlds suffer. Ere we will eat our meal in fear and sleep in the affliction of those terrible dreams that shake us nightly. Better be with the dead whom we, to gain our peace of centerpiece, than on the torture of the mind to lie in restless ecstasy. Duncan is in his grave. After light's fitful fever, he sleeps well. Treason has done his worst. Nor steel, nor poison, malice, domestic, foreign levy. Nothing can touch him further
11: come on gentle my lord sleek all your rugged looks be bright and jovial among your guests tonight
9: so shall i love and so i pray be you let your remembrance apply to banquo present her eminence both with eye and tongue unsafe the while that we must leave our honors in these fluttering streams and make our faces wizards to our hearts disguising what they are
8: you must leave this
9: Oh, full of scorpions is my mind, dear wife. Thou knowest that Banquo and her fleance lives.
11: But in them nature's copies not eternal.
9: There's comfort yet; they are assailable. Then be thou jocund ere the bat hath flown his cloistered flight ere to black hicket summons the shard-born beetle with his drowsy hums hath rung night's yawning peal. There shall be done a deed of dreadful note. What's to be done? Be innocent of the knowledge, dearest Chuck, till thou applaud the deed. Come, sealing night, scarf up the tender eye of pitiful day, and with thy bloody and invisible hand cancel and tear to pieces that great bond which keeps me pale. Light thickens, and the crow makes wing to the rocky wood. Good things of day begin to droop and drowse, while night's black agents to their praise do rouse. Thou marvelst at my words, but hold thee still things bad begun make strong themselves by ill so prithee go with me
11: But who did bid thee join with us
8: Macbeth he needs not our mistrust since he delivers our offices and what we have to do to the direction just
11: then stand with us the west yet glimmers with some streaks of day now spurs the late traveller apace to gain the timely inn near approaches the subject of our watch hark
0: i hear horses
1: then tis he the rest that are within the note of expectation already are in the court his horses go about
0: almost a mile but he does usually so all men do from hence to the palace gate make it their walk a light a light tis he stand to it let it come down
8: no! <laughs> Treachery! Fly! Good plans, fly! Fly, fly! <sighs> <That> Mammae's revenge! No, <sighs> oh, please! <sighs> <fly.
0: sighs> Who did strike out the light? Was not the way. There's but one. Down the sun is fled!
15: We have lost best half of
1: our affair.
11: Well, let's be away and see how much is done.
9: you know your own degrees sit down at first and last the hearty welcome lords thanks to your majesty ourself will mingle with society and play the humble host our hostess keeps her state but in best time we will acquire her welcome
11: pronounce it for me sir to all our friends for my heart speaks they are welcome
9: see they encounter thee with their hearts thanks both sides are even here I'll sit in the midst be large in mirth Anon, we'll drink and measure the table round. There's blood on thy face.
11: Tis Banquo's, then.
9: Tis better thee without than she within. Is she dispatched?
1: My lord, her throat is cut. That I did for
9: her. Thou art the best of the cut Yet he's good that did the like for Fleance. If thou didst it, thou art the non Periel.
11: Most royal sir. Flance escaped.
9: Then comes my fete again. I had else been perfect, whole as the marble, founded as the rock, as broad in general as the casing air. But now I am cabined, cribbed, confined, bound into saucy doubts and fears. But Banquo is safe.
7: Ay,
11: my good lord, safe in a ditch she bides, with twenty trenched gashes on her head, the least a death to nature.
9: Thanks for that. There the grown serpent lies. The worm that's fled hath nature that in time will venom breed. No teeth for the present. Get thee gone. Tomorrow we'll hear ourselves again.
11: My royal lord, you do not give the cheer. The feast is sold, that is not often vouched. or tis a making, tis given with welcome. To feed were best at home. From thence the Sostamita ceremony. Meaning were bare without it.
9: Sweet remembrancer. Now good digestion weight on appetite and health on both. May it please your Highness. Sit Here had we now our country's honor roofed, were the graced person of our banquet present.
6: Who may I rather challenge for unkindness than pity for mischance? His absence, sir, lays blame upon his promise. Pleased your highness to grace us with your royal company.
9: The table's full.
5: Here is a place reserved, sir. Where? Here, my lord. What is that moves your highness?
9: Which of you have done this? What, my good lord? Thou canst not say I did it. Never shake thy gory locks at me. Gentlemen, rise.
11: His Highness is not well. Sit, worthy friends. My lord is often thus, and hath been from his youth. Pray you keep seat, the is momentary. Upon a thought, he will again be well. If much you note him, ye shall offend him and extend his passion. Feed and regard him not. Are you a man?
9: Aye, and a bold one that dared look on that which might appal the devil.
11: Oh, proper stuff. This is the very painting of your fear. This is the air-drawn dagger which you said led you to Duncan. Ah, these flaws and starts, imposters to true fear, could well become a woman's story at a winter's fire authorized by her grandam. Shame itself, why do you make such faces? When all's done, you look but on a stool.
9: Prithee, see there, behold, look, lo, how say you? Why, what care I? If thou canst nod, speak, too! If charnel-houses in our graves must send those that we bury back, her monuments shall be the maws of kites.
11: What, quite unmanned and folly?
9: If I stand here, I saw her.
11: Fie for shame!
9: Blood hath been shed ere now, in the olden time, ere human statue purged the gentle wheel. Aye, and since two murders have been performed too terrible for the ear. The times have been that when the brains were out, the man would die, and there an end. But now they rise again, with twenty mortal murders on their crowns, and push us from our stools. This is more strange than such a murder is.
11: My worthy lord, your noble friends do lack you.
9: (laughs) <laughs> I do forget. Do not muse at me, my most worthy friends. I have a strange infirmity, which is nothing to those that know me. Come, love and health to all. Then I'll sit down. Give me some wine, fillful. I drink to the general joy of the whole table. And to our dear friend Banquo, whom we miss. Would she were here. To all and here we thirst, and all to all. Our duties and the pledge. Avant, and quit my sight. Let the earth hide thee. Thy bones are merrily, thy blood is cold. Thou hast no speculation in those eyes which thou dost glare with. Think of this,
11: good peers, but as a thing of custom. Tis no other, only it spoils the pleasure of the time.
9: What man dare I dare approach thou like the rugged russian bear, the armed rhinoceros, or the hyrcan tiger, take any shape but that, and my fair nerve shall never tremble, or be alive again, and dare me to the desert with thy sword. If trembling I inhabit then, protest me the baby of a girl. Hence, horrible shadow, unreal mockery, hence! Why so? Being gone, I am a man again. Pray you sit still.
11: You have displaced the mirth, broke the good meeting with most admired disorder.
9: Can such things be, and overcome us like a summer's cloud without our special wonder? You make me strange even to the disposition that I owe, when now I think you can behold such sights and keep the natural ruby of your cheeks when mine is blanched with fear.
6: What sights, my lord?
11: I pray you, speak not. He grows worse and worse, question enrages him. And once good night, stand not upon the order of your going, but go at once.
5: Good night, and better health attend his majesty.
11: A kind good night to all.
9: It will have blood, they say blood will have blood. Stones have been known to move and trees to speak. Augurs, and understood the relations have by maggot-pies and chaffs and rooks, brought forth the secretest man of blood. What is the night? Almost at odds with morning, which is which. How say'st thou that Macduff denies his person at our great bidding?
11: Did you send to him, sir?
9: I hear it, by the way, but I will send. There's not a one of them, but in his house I keep a servant feed. I will to-morrow, and betimes I will to the weird sisters. More shall they speak, for now I am bent to know by the worst means. The worst! For mine own good all causes shall give way. I am in blood stepped in so far that should I wait no more, returning were as tedious as go o'er. Strange things I have in head, that will to hand which must be acted ere they may be scanned.
11: You lack the season of all natures. Sleep.
9: Come, will to sleep. My strange and self-abuse is the initiate fear that wants hard use. We are yet but young, indeed.
0: Why, how now, Hecate?
8: You look angrily. Have I not reason, beldams as you are, saucy and overbold? How did you dare to trade and traffic with Macbeth in riddles and affairs of death? And I, the mistress of your charms, the close contriver of all harms, was never called to bear my part or to show the glory of our art. And, which is worse, All you have done hath been for but a wayward son, spiteful and wrathful, who, as others do, loves for his own ends, not for you. But make amends now, get you gone, and at the pit of Acheron meet me in the morning. Thither he will come to know his destiny. Your vessels and your spells provide, your charms and everything beside. I am for the air. This night I'll spend unto a dismal and a fatal end. Great business must be wrought ere noon. Upon the corner of the moon there hangs a vaporous drop profound. I'll catch it ere it come to ground, and that distilled by magic slight shall raise such artificial sprites, as by the strength of their illusion shall draw him on to his confusion. He shall spurn fate scorn death and bear he hopes of wisdom grace and fear and you all know security is mortal's chiefest enemy hark i am called my little spirit see sits on a foggy cloud and stays for me come let's make haste she'll soon
0: be back again
5: My former speeches have but hit your thoughts, which can interpret further. Only, I say, things have been strangely born. The gracious Duncan was pitied of Macbeth. Mary, he was dead. And the right valiant Banquo walked too late, whom, you may say, if it please you, Flans killed, for Flans fled. Men must not walk too late. Who cannot want the thought how monstrous it was for Malcolm and for Donalbain to kill their gracious father! Damned fact! How it did grieve Macbeth! Did he not straight, in pious rage, the two delinquents tear, that were slaves of drink and thrills of sleep? Was not that nobly done? Aye, and wisely too, for twould have angered any heart alive to hear those men deny it. So that, I say, he has borne all things well, and I do think that. Had he Duncan's sons under his key? As that, please heaven, he shall not. They should find what twere to kill a father. So should Flaots. But, peace, for well, from broad words, and cause he failed his presence at the tyrant's feast, I hear Macduff lives in disgrace. Sir, can you tell where he bestows himself? The son of Duncan, from whom
3: this tyrant holds the due of birth, lives in the English court and has received the most pious Edward with such grace that the malevolence of fortune nothing takes from his high respect.
10: Hither Macduff is gone to pray the Holy King upon his aid to wake Northumberland and warlike Seward, that, by the help of these, with him above to ratify the work, we may again give to our tables meat,
3: sleep to our knights, free from our feasts and banquets' bloody knives, do faithful homage and
5: receive free honors, all which we pine for now and this report hath so exasperate the king that he prepares for some attempt of war. Saint to Macduff? He did,
3: and with an absolute Sir, not I, the cloudy messenger turns me his back and hums as who should say
10: you'll rue the time that clogs me with this answer.
5: That will might advise him to a caution to hold what distance his wisdom can provide. Some holy angel, fly to the court of England and unfold his message ere he come, that a swift blessing may soon return to this our suffering country, under a hand, accursed. I'll send my prayers with him.
0: Rice, the bride, cat, cat, Thrice the brined cat hath mewed.
1: Thrice and once the hedge the pig whined. Avia
0: oh, cries, tis time, tis time. Round about the cauldron go, in the poisoned entrails throw. Toad that under cold stone days and nights has thirty-one sweltered venom sleeping god. Boil thou first, I charmed the pot. Double, 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 double toil, toil and trouble. And trouble. Fire, Fire, burning burn, and cauldron and bubble. bubble.
1: bubble. Fillet of a finny snake in the cauldron boil and bake. Eye of a newt and toe of frog, wool of bat and tongue of dog. Adders fork and blind worms sting, lizard's leg and owlet's wing. For a charm of powerful trouble, like a hell
0: broth boil and bubble.
1: Double, double, toil and trouble,
8: fire, burn and cauldron bubble.
6: Scarlet dragon to the wolf, which is money, Mon gulp. Of the raven's salt sea shark, root of hemlock digged to the dark, liver of blaspheming Jew, call of goat and slips of yew, silvered in the moon's eclipse, nose of turf and tartar's lips, finger of birth strangled babe, ditch delivered by a drave. Make the gruel thick and slab, add thereto a tiger's chaudron, for the ingredients of our cauldron. Double,
8: double
1: double, toil and trouble, fire fire, burn and and cauldron bubble. bubble. Pull it with a baboon's blood, and then the charm is firm and good.
8: Oh, well done. I commend your pains, and everyone shall share in the games. And now, about the cauldron's sing. Live elves and fairies in a ring, enchanting all that you put in. By the
1: pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes. Open locks, whoever knocks.
9: How now, you secret, black and midnight hags? What is't you do? A
1: deed without a name.
9: I conjure you, by that which you profess, however you come to know it, answer me. Though you untie the winds and let them fight against the churches, though the yesty waves confound and swallow navigation up, Though bladed corn be lodged and trees blown down, Though castles topple on their warders' heads, Though palaces and pyramids do slope their heads to their foundations, Though the treasure of nature's germans tumble all together, even till destruction sicken. Answer me to what I ask you.
1: Speak. Demand. We'll answer.
0: Say if thou's rather hear it from our mouths or from, or from our masters.
9: Call him. Let me see him.
0: Pour in the soul's blood that hath eaten her nine pharaoh. Grease that's sweating from the murderer's gibbet. Throw into the flame. Come, oh, thyself in office stuff we show.
4: Tell me, thou unknown power. He
0: knows thy thought. Hear his speech, but say thou not. Macbeth!
4: Macbeth! Macbeth! Macbeth. Beware, Macduff, beware the Thane of Fife. Dismiss me. Enough!
9: Whate'er thou art for thy good caution, thanks, thou hast harped my fear aright. But one word more! He will
0: not be commanded. Here's another
12: more potent than the first. Macbeth, Macbeth, Macbeth.
9: Had I three years, I'd hear thee.
12: Be bloody bold and resolute, laugh to scorn the power of man, for none of woman born shall harm
4: Macbeth.
9: Then live, Macduff. What need I fear of thee? <laughs> but yet I'll make assurance double sure and take a bond of fate. Thou shalt not live, that I may tell pale-hearted fear it lies, and sleep in spite of them. What is this that rises like the issue of a king and wears upon its baby brow the round and top of sovereignty?
11: Listen,
8: but speak not to it.
10: Be lion-mettled, proud, and take no care who chafes, who frets, or where conspirers are. Macbeth shall never vanquish be, until Great Burnham Wood, to high Dunsinane Hill, shall come against him.
9: That will never be who can impress the forest, bid the tree and fix his earthbound root. Sweet boadments, good. Rebellion's head arise never till the Wood of Burnham rise, and our high-placed Macbeth shall live the lease of nature, pay his breath to time and mortal custom. Yet my heart throbs to know one thing. Tell me if your art can tell so much. Shall Banquo's issue ever reign in this kingdom?
0: Seek to know no more.
9: I will be satisfied. Deny me this, and an eternal curse fall on you. Let me know. Why sinks that cauldron? And what noise is this? Show. Show. Show.
0: Show Show his eyes eyes and greet his heart. heart. Come like shadows slow depart.
9: Thou art too like the spirit of Penquo. Down! Thy crown does sear mine eyeballs. Thy hair. Thou other gold-bound brows like the first. A third is like the former. Filthy hags, why do you show me this? A fourth, starred eyes. What, will the line stretch out to the crack of doom? Another yet. A seventh. I'll see no more. And yet the eighth appears who bears a glass which shows me many more. And some I see the twofold balls and treble scepters carry. Horrible sight. Now I see. It is true. But the blood altered panquo smiles upon me points of them are hers. what is this so
0: aye sir all this is so but why stands macbeth thus amazedly come sisters cheer we up his spirits and show the best of our delights i'll charm the air to give a sound while you perform your antic round that this great king may kindly say our duties did his welcome pay
12: Where are they?
9: Gone. Let this pernicious hour stand I accursed in the calendar. Come in without there. What's your grace's will? Saw ye the weird sisters? No, my lord. Came they not by you? No indeed, my lord. Infected be the air whereon they ride, and damned all those that trust them. I did hear the galloping of horse. Who wast came by?
5: Tis two or three, my lord, that bring you word. Macduff is fled to
9: England. Fled to England? Aye, my good lord. Time thou anticipatest my dread exploits. The flighty purpose never is overtook, unless the deed go with it. From this moment, the very firstlings of my heart shall be the firstlings of my hand. And even now, to crown my thoughts with acts, be it thought and done. The castle of Macduff I will surprise, seize upon Fife, give to the edge of the sword his wife, his babes, and all unfortunate souls that trace him in his line. No boasting of the fool. This deed I'll do before this purpose cool, but no more sights. Where are these gentlemen? Come, bring me where they are.
1: What have you done? To make him fly the land.
6: You must have patience, madam.
1: He had none. His flight was madness. When our actions do not, our fears make us traitors.
6: You know not whether it was his wisdom or his fear.
1: Wisdom? To leave his wife? To leave his babes? His mansions? His titles? In a place from whence he himself does fly? He loves us not. He wants the natural touch. For the poor wren, the most diminutive of birds, will fight her young ones in her nest against the owl. All is the fear, and nothing is the love. As little is the wisdom, where the flight so runs against all
6: reason. My dearest cause, I pray you, school yourself. But for your husband, he is noble, wise, judicious, and best knows the fits of the season. I dare not speak much further, but cruel are the times when we are traitors and do not know ourselves. When we hold rumor from what we fear, yet know not what we fear, but... Float upon a wild and violent sea, each way and move. I take my leave of you. Shall not be long, but I'll be here again. Things at the worst will cease, or else climb upward to what they were before. My pretty cousin. Blessing upon you.
1: Fathered he is, and yet he is fatherless.
6: I am so much a fool. Should I stay longer, it would be my disgrace and your discomfort. I take my leave at once.
1: Syra. your father's dead. And what will you do now? How will you live? As birds do, mother. Poor bird. Thou'st never fear the net nor lime, the pitfall nor the gin.
0: Why should I, mother? Her poor birds, they're not set for. My father is not dead, for all you're saying.
1: Yes, he is dead. Now how wilt thou do for a father?
0: Nay. How will you do for a husband? Why, I can buy me twenty at any market. Then you'll buy him to sell again.
1: (laughs) Thou speakest with all thy wit, and yet in faith with wit enough for thee.
0: Was my father a traitor, mother? Aye, that he was. What is a traitor?
1: Why, one that swears and lies.
0: And be all traitors that do so?
1: Every one that does so is a traitor and must be hanged.
0: And must they all be hanged that swear and lie?
1: Every one.
0: Who must hang them? Why the honest men. Then liars and swearers are fools. For there are liars and swearers now to beat the honest men and hang up them. Oh, now God I help you, poor monkey. But how will thou do for a father? If he were dead, you'd weep for him. If you would not, it were a good sign I should quickly have a new father.
12: Poor prattler, how thou talk'st! Bless you, fair dame. I am not to you known, though in your state of honor I am perfect. I doubt some danger does approach you nearly. If you will take a homely man's advice, be not found here. Hence with your little ones. To fright you thus, methinks I am too savage to do worse to you or fell cruelty, which is too nigh your person. Heaven preserve you! I dare abide no longer.
1: Whither should I fly? I have done no harm. But I remember now I am in this earthly world where to do harm is often laudable, to do good sometimes accounted dangerous folly. Why then, alas, do I put up that womanly defence to say I have done no harm? What are these faces? Where is your husband? I hope in no place so unsanctified where such as thou
0: mayst find him.
1: He's a traitor.
0: Thou liest, thou shag haired villain. What, you egg? Young fry of treachery. <coughs> He's killed me, mother. Run away, I pray you.
8: Murder! Murder! Murder!
1: Let
3: us seek out some desolate shade, and there weep our sad bosoms empty.
14: Let us rather hold fast the mortal sword, and like good men bestride our downfall and birthdom. Each new morn new widows howl, new orphans cry, new sorrows strike heaven on the face, that it resound as if it felt with Scotland, and yelled out like syllable of dollar. What I believe I'll wail, what no believe, and what I can redress,
3: as I shall find the time to friend I will. What you have spoke... Maybe so, perchance. This tyrant, whose sole name blistered our tongues, was once thought honest. You have loved him well. He hath not touched you yet. I am young, but something you may deserve of him through me, and wisdom to offer up a poor, innocent lamb to appease our angry god. I am not treacherous. But Macbeth is. A good and virtuous nature may recoil in an imperial charge. But I shall crave your pardon. That which you are, my thoughts cannot transpose. Angels are bright still, though the brightest fell. Though all things foul would wear the brows of grace, yet grace may still look so. I have lost my hopes. Perchance, even there where I did find my doubts. Why in that rawness left your wife and child, those precious motives, those strong knots of love, without leave-taking? I pray you. Let not my jealousies be your dishonours, but mine own safeties. You may be rightly just, whatever I shall think. Bleed,
14: bleed, poor country! Great tyranny! Lay thou thy basis sure, for goodness dare not check thee. Where thou thy wrongs, thy title is afeared, Fare thee well, lord. I would not be the villain that thou think'st for the whole space that's in the tyrant's grasp, and the rich east to boot.
3: Be not offended. I speak not as in absolute fear of you. I think our country sinks beneath the yoke. It weeps, it bleeds, and each new day a gash is added to her wounds. I think with all the would-be hands uplifted in my right, and here from gracious England have I offer our goodly thousands. But for all this when I shall trend upon the tyrant's head, or wear it on my sword, yet my poor country shall have more vices than it had before, more suffer and more sundry ways than ever, by him that shall succeed. What should he be? It is myself I mean, in whom I know all the particulars of vice so grafted that, when that day shall be open, black Macbeth will seem as pure as snow, and the poor stay esteem him as a lamb being compared with my confineless harms.
14: Not in the legions of horrid hell can come a devil more damned in evils to top Macbeth. I grant him bloody, luxurious,
3: avaricious, false, deceitful, sudden, malicious, smacking of every sin that has a name. But there's no bottom none in my voluptuousness. Your wives, your daughters, your matrons and your maids could not fill up the cistern of my lust my desire all continent impediments would o'erbear though did oppose my will better macbeth than such a one as to reign
14: boundless intemperance in nature is a tyranny it hath been the untimely emptying of the happy throne and fall of many kings but fear not yet to take upon you what is yours you may convey your pleasures in a spacious plenty and yet seem cold the time you may so hoodwink we have willing dames enough There cannot be that vulture in you to devour so many as will to greatness dedicate themselves, finding it so inclined.
3: With this there grows in my most ill-composed affection such a staunchless avarice that were I king, I would cut off the nobles from their lands, desire his jewels and this other's house, and my more-having would be as a source to make me hunger more. That I should forge quarrels unjust against the good and loyal, destroying them for their wealth.
14: This avarice sticks deeper, grows with more pernicious root than summer seeming lust, and it hath been the sword of our slain kings. Yet do not fear, Scotland hath voices to fill up your will. Of your mere own, all these are portable with other graces weighed. But I have
3: none. The king becoming graces as justice, verity, temperance, stableness, bounty, perseverance, mercy, lowliness, devotion, patience, courage, fortitude. I have no relish of them, but abound in the division of each several crime, acting it in many ways. Nay, had I power, I should pour the sweet milk of Concord into hell. Uproar the universal peace, confound all unity on earth. Oh, Scott. Scotland. If such a one be fit to govern, speak. I am as I have spoken.
14: Fit to govern? No, not to live. O oh, nation miserable, with an untitled tyrant bloody sceptred, when shalt thou see thy wholesome days again, since that the truest issue of thy throne by his own interdiction stands accursed, and does blaspheme his breed? Thy royal father was a most sainted king. The queen that bore thee, oftener upon her knees than on her feet, died every day she lived. Fare thee well, these evils thou repeatest upon thyself have banished me from Scotland. Oh my breast, thy hope ends here.
3: Macduff, this noble passion, child of integrity, hath from my soul wiped to black scruples, recoiled my thoughts to thy good truth and honour, devilish Macbeth. By many of these trains hath sought to win me into his power, and modest wisdom plucks me from over-credulous haste. But God above, deal between thee and me, for even now I put myself to thy direction, and unspeak my own detraction. Here abjure the taints and blames I laid upon myself, for strangers to my nature. I am yet unknown to woman, never was forsworn, scarcely have coveted what was mine own at no time broke my faith, would not betray the devil to his fellow, and delight no less in truth than life. My first false speaking was this upon myself. What I am truly is thine, and my poor country's to command. Whither indeed, before thy here approach, old Seward, with ten thousand warlike men, already at a point was settling forth, now altogether, and the chance of goodness be like our warranted quarrel, why are you silent?
14: Such welcome and unwelcome things at once tis hard to reconcile.
3: Well, more anon. Comes the king forth, I pray you.
5: Aye, sir. There are a crew of wretched souls that stay his cure. Their malady convinces the great say of their art. But at his touch, such sanctity hath heaven given his hand. They presently amend.
14: I thank you, Doctor. What's the disease he means? It is called the evil
3: a most miraculous work in this good king, which often since my here remain in England I have seen him do. How he solicits heaven, himself best knows, but strangely visited people, all swollen, ulcerous, pitiful to the eye, the mere despair of surgery, he cures, hanging a golden stamp about their necks, put on with holy prayers, and tis spoken, to the succeeding royalty he leaves the healing benediction, with this strange virtue he hath a heavenly gift of prophecy, and sundry blessings hang about his throne that speak him full of grace. See, who comes here? A countryman, but yet I know her not. My
14: ever gentle cousin, welcome hither. I know her now. Good God, betimes remove the
6: means that make us strangers.
14: Sir, amen. Stands Scotland where it did.
6: Alas, poor country, almost afraid to know itself. It cannot be called our mother, but our grave. Where nothing but who knows nothing is once seen to smile. Where sighs and groans and shrieks that rend the air are made, not marked. Where violent sorrow seems a modern ecstasy. The dead men's knell is their scarce ask for who. And good men's lives expire before the flowers in their caps, dying or ere they sicken.
14: Oh, relation too nice and yet too true. What's the newest grief?
6: That of an hour's age doth hiss the speaker. Each minute teems a new one.
14: How does my wife? Why... Well. And all my children. Well, too. The Tyrant has not battered at their peace?
6: No. They were well at peace when I did leave them.
14: But not a niggard of your speech. How ghost.
6: When I came hither to transport the tidings which I have heavily borne, there ran a rumor of many worthy fellows that were out, which was to my belief witnessed the rather, for that I saw the Tyrant's power afoot. Now is the time of help. Your eye in Scotland would create soldiers, make our women fight to doff their dire distresses.
3: Beat the comfort, we are coming thither. Gracious England hath lent us good Siward and ten thousand men. An older and better soldier, none than Christendom, gives out.
6: Would I could answer this comfort with the like. But I have words that would be held out in the desert air, where hearing should not latch them. What
14: concern they? The general cause? Or is de Fee grief due to some single breast?
6: No mind that's honest, but in it shares some woe. Though the main part pertains to you alone.
14: If it be mine, keep it not from me. Quickly, let me have it.
6: Let not your ears despise my tongue forever, which shall possess them with the heaviest sound that ever yet they heard.
14: Hmm. I guess at it.
6: Your castle is surprised. Your wife and babes, savagely slaughtered. To relate the manner, were on the quarry of these murdered deer. To add the death of you.
3: Merciful heaven, what man, near pull your hat upon your brows, gives sorrow words, the grief that does not speak whispers, the o'erfraught heart, and bids
14: it break. My children too.
6: Wife, children, servants, all that could be found.
14: And I must be from thence. My wife killed too.
6: I have said.
3: Be comforted. Let's make us medicines of great revenge to cure this deadly
14: grief. He has no children. All, my pretty ones. Did you say all? Oh hell, Kite, all! What? All, my pretty chickens and their dam at one fell swoop. Dispute it like a man. I shall do so, but I must also feel it as a man. I cannot but remember such things were, that they were most precious to me. Did heaven look on and would not take their part? sinful macduff they were all struck for thee not that i am not for their own demerits but for mine fell slaughter on their souls heaven rest them now
3: be this the whetstone of your sword Let grief convert to anger blunt not the heart enrage it
14: but gentle heavens cut short all intermission front to front bring thou this fiend of scotland and myself within my sword's length set him if he scape Heaven forgive him, too. This tune goes manly. Come, go we to the king.
3: Our power is ready, our lack is nothing but our leave. Macbeth is ripe for shaking, and the powers above put on their instruments. Receive what cheer you may. The night is long that never finds the day.
10: I have two knights watched with you, but can perceive no truth in your report. When was it she last walked?
7: Since his majesty went into the field... I have seen her rise from her bed, throw her nightgown upon her, unlock her closet, take forth paper, fold it, write upon it, read it, afterwards seal it, and again return to bed, yet all this while in a most fast sleep.
10: Great perturbation in nature, to receive at once the benefit of sleep, and do the effects of watching. In this slumbery agitation, besides her walking and other actual performances, what at any time... Have you heard her say?
7: That, sir, which I will not report after her.
10: You may to me, and tis most meet you should.
7: Neither to you nor anyone, having no witness to confirm my speech. Lo, you, here she comes. This is her very guise, and upon my life, fast asleep. Observe her. Stand close.
10: How came she by that light?
7: Why, it stood by her. She has light by her continually. Tis her command. You see, her eyes are open. Aye, but their sense is shut.
10: What is it she does now? Look how she
11: rubs her hands.
7: It is an accustomed action with her to seem thus washing her hands. I've known her continue in this a quarter of an hour.
11: Yet here's a spot.
10: Hark, she speaks. I will set down what comes from her to satisfy my remembrance the more strongly.
11: Out. Damned spot.
6: Out, I say. One...
11: It is time to do it. Hell is murky. Fie, my lord, fie! A soldier and a feared. What need we fear? Who knows it when none can call our power to account? And who would have thought the old man to have had so much blood in him?
10: Do you mark that?
11: The thing of five had a wife. <laughs> Where is she now? What, will these hands ne'er be clean?
7: No more of that, my lord, no more of that. You mar all with this starting.
10: Go to, go to, you have known what you should not.
7: She has spoke what she should not, I am sure of that. Heaven knows what she has known. (laughs) Here's the
11: smell of the blood still. All the
7: perfumes of Arabia will
11: not sweeten this little hand.
10: What a sigh is there! (laughs) The heart is sorely charged.
7: I would not have such a heart in my bosom for the dignity of the whole body.
10: Well, well, well.
7: Pray God it be, sir.
10: This disease is beyond my practice. Yet I have known those which have walked in their sleep who have died holily in their beds. Wash your hands,
11: put on your nightgown. Look not so pale... I tell you yet again, Banquo's buried. He cannot come out on grave. Even so. To bed. To bed. There's a knocking at the gate. Come. Come, come, come. Give me your hand. What's done cannot be undone. To bed. To bed. To bed.
7: To bed.
10: Will she go now to bed?
7: Directly.
10: Foul whisperings are abroad. Unnatural deeds do breed unnatural troubles. Infected minds to their deaf pillows will discharge their secrets. More needs she the divine than a physician. God. God forgive us all. Look after her, remove from her the means of all annoyance, and still keep eyes upon her. So, good night. My mind she has mated and amazed my sight. I think, but dare not speak.
7: Good night, good doctor.
0: The English power is near, led on by Malcolm, his uncle Seward, and the good Macduff. Revenges burn in them, for their dear causes would to the bleeding and the
7: grim alarm excite the mortified man.
13: Near Burnham Wood shall we well meet them. That way they are coming.
7: Who knows if Donald Bane be with his brother?
13: For certain, sir, he is
5: not. I have a file of all the gintry. There is Seward's son, and many unroth youths.
7: What does the tyrant? Great Dunsinane, he strongly fortifies. Some say he's mad. Others that lesser hate him do call it valiant fury. But for certain he cannot buckle his distempered cause within the belt of rule.
3: Now does he feel his secret murder sticking on his hands. Now minutely revolts upbraid his faith breach. Those he commands move only in command, nothing in love. Now does he feel his title hang loose about him like a giant's robe upon a dwarfish thief.
11: Who
0: then shall blame his pestered senses to recoil and start? When all that is within him does condemn itself for being there.
7: Well, march we on to give obedience where tis truly owed. Meet we the medicine of our sickly weal, and with him pour we in our country's purge each drop of us.
5: Or so much as it needs to do the sovereign flower and drown the weeds. Make we our march towards
9: Burnham. Bring me no more reports. Let them fly all. Till Burnham Wood removed to Dunsinane, I cannot taint with fear. What's the boy, Malcolm? Was he not born of woman? The spirits that know all mortal consequences have pronounced me thus. Fear not, Macbeth. No man that's born of woman shall e'er have power upon thee. Then fly, false thanes. And mingle with the English epicures, the mind I sway by, and the heart I bear, shall never sag with doubt, nor shake with fear. The devil damn thee, black thou cream-faced loon! Where gotst thou that goose look? There's ten thousand geese, villain soldiers, sir! Go prick thy face and overread thy fear, thou lily-liver boy! What soldiers, patch? Death of thy soul! those linen cheeks of thine are counselors to fear. What soldier's way face? The the English force, so please you. Take thy face hence. Satan! I am sick at heart when I behold.
12: Satan, I say!
9: This push will cheer me ever or deceit me now. I have lived long enough. My way of life is fallen into the seer. The yellow leaf. And that which should accompany old age is honor, love, obedience, troops of friends, I must not look to have. But in their stead, curses, not loud, but deep mouth-honour breath, which the poor heart would fain deny, and dare not. Satan! What is your gracious pleasure? What news more? All is confirmed, my lord, which was reported. I'll fight till from my bones my flesh be hacked. Give me my armor. Ah, it is not needed yet. I'll put it on. Send out more horses. Scare the country round. Hang those that talk of fear. Give me mine armor. How does your patient, Doctor?
10: Not so sick, my lord, as she is troubled with thick coming fancies that keep her
9: from her rest. Cure her of that. Canst thou not minister to a mind diseased, pluck from the memory a rooted sorrow, raise out the written troubles of the brain, and with some sweet oblivious antidote cleanse the stuffed bosom of that perilous stuff? which weighs upon the heart.
10: Therein the patient must minister to himself.
9: <sighs> Throw physic to the dogs. I'll none of it. Come, put mine armor on. Give me my staff. Seaton, send out. Doctor, the thanes fly for me. Come, sir, dispatch. If thou couldst, Doctor, cast the water of my land. Find her disease and purge it to a sound and pristine health. I would applaud thee to the very echo that should applaud again. Pull it off, I say. What rhubarb, syme, or what purgative drug would scour these English hence? Hearst thou of them? Aye, my good lord. Your royal preparation makes us hear something. Bring it after me. I will not be afraid of death and bane till Burnham Forest come to Dunsidane.
10: Were I from Dunsinane away and clear, Prophet again should hardly draw me here.
3: Cousins, I hope the days are near at hand, that chambers will be safe.
0: We doubt it nothing.
3: What wood is this before us?
0: The wood of Burnham.
3: Let every soldier hew him down a bough and bear it before him. Thereby shall we shadow the numbers of our host and make discovery err in report of us.
6: It
1: shall be done.
3: We learn no other, but the confident tyrant keeps still in
5: Dusanan, and will endure our settling down before.
3: Tis his main hope, for where there is advantage to be given, both more and less have given him the revolt, and none serve with him but constrain things whose hearts are absent too.
14: Let our just censures attend the true event, and put we on industrious soldiership.
10: The time approaches
9: that will, with due decision. Make us know what we shall say we have, and what we owe. Thoughts speculative, their unsure hopes relate, but certain issue strokes
3: must arbitrate, towards which advance the war.
9: Hang out our banners on the outward walls. The cry is still, they come! Our castle strength will laugh a siege to scorn. Here, let them lie till famine and the ague eat them up. Were they not forced with those that should be ours, we might have met them dareful beard to beard and beat them backward home. (laughs) What is that noise? It is the cry of women, my good lord. They'd almost forgot the taste of fears. The time has been my senses would have cooled to hear a night shriek, and my fill of hair would at a dismal treatise rouse and stir as life would in it. Wherefore was that cry? The Queen, my lord, is dead. She should have died hereafter. There would have been a time for such a word. Tomorrow and tomorrow... And tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day To the last syllable of recorded time And all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death Out, out, brief candle Life's but a walking shadow A poor player that threats and frets his hour upon the stage And then is heard no more It is a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. Thou comest to use thy tongue, thy story quickly.
12: Gracious, my lord, I should report that which I say I saw, but know not how to do it.
9: Well say,
12: sir. As I did stand my watch upon the hill, I looked toward Burnham, and anon, methought, the wood began to move.
13: Liar and slave.
12: Let me endure your wrath, if it be not so. Within this three mile, may you see it coming. I say, a moving grove.
9: If thou speakst false, upon the next tree shalt thou hang alive, till famine cling thee. If thy speech be sooth, I care not if thou dost for me as much. I pull in a resolution, and begin to doubt the equivocation of the fiend that lies like truth. Fear not till Burnham Wood do come to Dunsinane, and now a wood comes to our Dunsinane. Arm, arm, and out, if this which he avouches does appear, there is nor flying hence nor tarrying here. I begin to be weary of the sun, and wish the estate of the world were now undone.
3: Now near enough, your leafy screens throw down, and show like those you are. You, worthy uncle, shall, with my cousin, your right noble son, lead our first battle. Worthy Macduff and we shall take upons What else remains to do, according to our
14: order?
12: Fare you well. Do we but find the tyrant's power tonight. Let us be beaten.
5: We cannot fight.
14: Make all our trumpets speak. Give them all breath, those clamorous harbingers of blood and death. They have tied me to a stake. I cannot
9: fly, but bear like I must fight the course. What's he that was not born of woman? Such a one am I to fear or none. What is thy name? Thou'lt be afraid to hear it. No, though thou
10: callest thyself a hotter name than any is in hell.
9: My name's Macbeth.
10: The devil himself could not pronounce a title more hateful to mine ear.
9: No nor more fearful.
10: Thou liest, abhorred tyrant. With my sword, I'll prove the lie thou speakest.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Thou wast born of woman, but swords I smile at, weapons laugh to scorn, brandished by man
14: that's of a woman born. That way the noise is. Tyrant, show thy face. If thou beest slain and with no stroke of mine, my wife and children's ghost will haunt me still. I cannot strike at wretched kerns whose arms are hired to bear their staves. Either thou, Macbeth, or else my sword with an unbattered edge I sheath again undeed There thou shouldst be. Oh, by this great clatter, one of greatest notes seems bruited. Let me find him fortune, and more I beg not.
5: This way, my lord. Castle's gently rendered. Tyrant's people on both sides do fight. The noble Thanes do bravely in the war. Day almost itself
3: professes yours, and little is to do. We have met with foes that strike beside us.
9: Enter, sir, the castle. Why should I play the Roman fool and die on mine own sword? Whilst I see lives, the gashes do better upon them.
14: Turn, hellhound. Turn.
9: Of all men else, I have avoided thee. But get thee back. My soul is too much charged with blood of thine already.
14: I have no words. My voice is in my sword. Thou bloody a villain than terms can give thee out. <laughs> 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 Ha,
9: ha, 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 thou losest labour, <laughs> as easy mayst thou the entrenched air with thy keen sword impress as make me bleed. Let fall thy blade on vulnerable crests. I bear a charmed life which must not yield to one of woman born.
14: <laughs> despair thy charm, and let the angel whom thou hast still served tell thee. Mechaddaf was from his mother's womb untimely ripped.
9: Accursed be that tongue that tells me so, for it hath cowed my better part of man. And be these juggling fiends no more believed than palter with us in a double sense, that keep the word of promise to our ear and break it to our hope, I'll not fight with thee.
14: Then yield thee, coward, and live to be the show and gaze of the time. We'll have thee, as our rarer monsters are, painted on a pole and under writ. Here may you see the tyrant. I will
9: not yield to kiss the crown before young Malcolm's feet and to be baited with the rabble's curse. Though Burnham would be come to Dunsinane, and thou opposed being of no woman born, yet I will try the last. Before my body I throw my warlike shield... Lay on, Macduff! And damned be him that first cries, Hold! Enough!
3: I would the friends we miss were safe arrived.
12: Some must go off. And yet by
3: these I see so great a day as this is cheaply bought. Macduff is missing. And your noble son?
6: Your son, my lord, has paid a soldier's debt. He only lived but till he was a man. The which no sooner had his prowess confirmed in the unshrinking station where he fought, but like a man he died.
14: Then he is dead?
6: Aye, and brought off the field. Your cause of sorrow must not be measured by his worth, for then it hath no end.
9: Had he his hurts before?
6: Aye, on the front.
12: Why, then, God's soldier be he, Had I as many sons as I have hairs? I would not wish them to a fairer death, and so
3: his knell is gnawed. He's worth more sorrow, and that I'll spend for him.
10: He's worth no more. They say he putted well and paid his score, and so God be with him. Here comes newer comfort.
14: Hail King, for so thou art. Behold where stands the usurper's cursed head. The time is free see thee compassed with thy kingdom's pearl, and speak my salutation in their minds, whose voices I desire aloud with mine. Hail, King of Scotland. We shall not spend a
3: large expense of time before we reckon with your several loves, and make us even with you. My thanes and kinsmen, henceforth be earls, the first that Scotland in such an honour named. What's more to do? which would be planted newly with the time, as calling home our exiled friends abroad that fled the snares of watchful tyranny, producing forth the cruel ministers of this dead butcher and his fiend-like queen, who, as tis thought by myself and violent hands, took off her life. This and what needful else that calls upon us, by the grace of grace, we will perform in measure, time and place. So thanks to all at once and to each one, whom we invite to see us crowned at Scon.
15: The Pendant Shakespeare, also known as the Wild Bill Variety Show. Macbeth, featuring the voice talents of Pete Mylon as Macbeth, Mindy Rast Keenan as Lady Macbeth, Edward Herman as Duncan, Catherine Pride as Banquo and Hecate, David Alt as Macduff, Renee Christine Jones as Lady Macduff, Natasha Damroth as their son, Chris Britton as Malcolm, Seth Adamsherr as Seward, Anna Rodriguez as Menteeth, Lynn Cullen as Caithness, Karen Collar as Ross, Chris Hackney as Lennox, Jack Colk as Angus, Paul Bruggeman as Young Seward, Jason Wallace as Satan, Beth Freely as the second murderer, Ambie Lee as the third murderer and the first witch. Heart, Kristen Bays as the second witch and, 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 and first style, the first murderer, Beth Freely as the third witch, Justin Young as the doctor, Jill Wenzel as the gentlewoman, Dave Morgan as the messenger, Adam Bell as the porter, Nick Rowley as the old man, Vincent Morrison as the sergeant, Harry Whittle as Bain, Vincent Morrison as the first apparition, Harry Whittle as the second apparition, James Rossi as the third apparition. Written by William Shakespeare, Adapted for audio by Colin Kelly and Catherine Pride. Script analysis and dramaturgy by Catherine Pride. Directed by Colin Kelly. Music by Kevin McLeod and the Mesopan Symphony Orchestra. Shakespeare theme by Pavel Zuk of PavelZuk.com. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2013. Pendant Productions. For more
14: information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.